of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we shine the light on entrepreneurs, business leaders, founders, and people that are making an impact in the world with what they're doing with their businesses. I'm excited about our guest today because she is going to be teaching us one of my, uh, what every single author and business owner needs, and that is how to get publicity. But first, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing. Have you ever thought about writing a book but have no idea where to start? Well, start with Performance Publishing. Grab a free strategy call at performancepublishinggroup.com. Everyone has a book and every business owner needs a book to use it to build their brand, elevate their thought leadership, and use it as a business card. So again, go to performancepublishinggroup.com. Our guest today is Samantha Jacobson. She is an industry leader in broadcast public relations and the founder of 10XPR. Great name for a company, by the way. Samantha began her career as vice president of public relations and events for Mitchell Gold and Bob Williams, the iconic home furnishing brand, where she led strategy for seasonal direction and key branding initiatives. She landed placements in the Washington Post, Home Decor, and others. Samantha spent more than 20 years in the entertainment industry, making connections creating stories, and generating buzz. She was a producer at CBS News, CNN, Entertainment Tonight, and MTV Networks. She was nominated for four Emmy Awards and is also an award-winning journalist who served as part of the team that won the Edward R. Murrow Award in Journalism. That's huge. Samantha's signature avant-garde style is one of her key assets to establish the path to success, Her approach is grounded in brand building through a deep connection with clients, and I'm super excited to have you on the show, Samantha, so welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm super excited. We were talking a little bit offline beforehand, and, you know, obviously, we have a publishing company. We love to help authors to tell their story, but what I see over and over and over again and what I tell them, it's not about a book. It's about your story, and it's about getting that story out to as many people as possible. And PR is one of the best ways to do that. So we're gonna be, I wanna, I wanna get your your thoughts on that and like why is why is publicity PR so important, not just for authors, but for business owners? Well, I mean, it creates brand awareness, it it it, it gives people a call to action to actually look for you. Um, I think they say in marketing, you have to hear something seven times before you actually go and look it up. So obviously you want people to see your brand, hear your name and know who you are. So they do find you and it creates that growth you're looking for. Yeah. I love asking about backstories because I'm always curious, like how somebody gets to do what they're, what they're doing. Did you go to college for journalism or how did you get started? I actually didn't. Um, I went to Syracuse. I sh- should have been in Newhouse, but back then, um, I don't want to tell my age, but the internet was just taking off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually went for computer science and studies and I thought I was going to do something with that, with the internet just taking off and all that. Um, I did started there and didn't like it. And a family friend was like, I see you TV producing. You need to be a TV producer. And I hated my job. I quit. I went home. I called her. I said, okay, you think I should be there? Well, hook me up. So uh, that's kind of how it started. And she got me an introduction um, at MTV. And uh, that's where my TV 
uh, producing started um, and I did it for 20 years. The last show I did was um, CBS This Morning with Charlie Rose, Gail King and Nora O'Donnell. I was actually mostly booked for Gail for six and a half years. I did book for Charlie and Nora as well. Um, but I had a baby, which is life changing. And Donald Trump is running for president. School shootings were at an all time high. So for me, it was time to get out of the newsroom. Yeah. Wow. I am so fascinated by the TV production, all of that. I've always loved media. And I don't know why. I mean, I've, I've done little bits here and there, but I just think it is a, such an amazing industry. So for you to like literally start your career and how cool is it? You're just like, I think I want to be in TV production, TV producer. And then you do it like, who uh, it was all- like back then you had to know somebody to get in. I mean, there was no like fair and equal applying for jobs. I mean, it was literally, you had to know someone and that was the only way to get in or know anything about it. And even getting jobs throughout my whole career. It's like who you knew in the TV business. It was never about finding it online and it was available because yeah. you never know what productions were happening. So it's, the world has changed a lot since I started in it, for sure. <laughs> Thinking back through the 20 years, what would you say was one of the best either lessons learned or something that you took out of that industry that, you know, you were able to kind of segue into what you're doing now and anything? Well, listen, I was I was a booker um, for most of my career, which means I was the per- I was the person being pitched. I was the person that said, this is a good guest and went to the executive producer and said, we need to do this story. So. I know what makes a good story because I was the person on the other side. So I I would say that skill set is really what made me able to build my business and show people like, I know how this all works. Like this is all how the ins and the outs um, and why your expertise are important and how we get your expertise on this show or how it works kind of thing. So what, is, what what were some of the pitches or they don't have to be specific, but what gets the attention of a booker or or somebody that, you know, um, they want to get on a show? Like what what makes one person stand out and somebody else be like, oh, no, we don't want them on the show. Okay, so there, I always tell my clients there's two ways to get on TV. One is you have a book, you have a call to action, you have something that you're pushing. And that at the same time, we need the other track going, which what is your expertise that is going on in the news right now that we can insert you into and you will be the expert that they choose. So I do this with my own clients. Every two weeks we meet, we look at the news stories going on. We say, okay, these are the ones you're comfortable with. They have to give me talking points for those. Like if you were picked, what would you say about this story? So right there, we're hopping into what the news is and what those bookers are looking to talk about. So if you know that's a hot story, that's how we get in. Now they're going to do your call to action anyway and say, put your book cover up and show whatever, but it doesn't specifically mean it's about your book, but you're still going to get the plug you need on that show. So yeah, that's the quickest way and how it kind of works and how to catch the attention. Cause they, listen, they have an hour to fill every day or 30 minutes to fill every day. They are looking for the stories every day. You just have to get into their cycle and that's pretty much how it works. You know, I started my business back in 2009 and I believe Oprah was still on air then. And I do remember so many conversations with potential authors and they were saying like, well, well, what's your goals? Why are you doing this? I want to be on Oprah. <laughs> I remember that. Right. <laughs> and, and what a great goal, right? That's a big goal. But is it true that you don't necessarily have to have that kind of, I mean, obviously nationwide exposure would be amazing, but could an author start just in their local community or in their local market? So if we're talking specific TV, 
You have to do local before anyone national is going to put you on TV because they need to know that you know how to speak, that you're not going to be a deer headlights, that you can talk in sound bites. So doing local is super powerful and it's a must. Uh, you have to do it. So there's the only way you're going to get to the national stages, to the talk shows, is you have to have proof that you can do these things. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So when you work with clients, how, so for example, we, again, we have so many different authors and, but their topics are all over the place. And most of them, they're all nonfiction, personal development or professional development. And, and some are writing them specifically to build their thought leadership, business card, you know, credibility. Others are doing it because maybe they want to make an impact, a difference, potentially personally. So what kind of book makes it into the 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 news, if you will. Like what kind of a topic is really relevant? Everyone's like, do you have a niche that you follow? I'm like, no, I like everything all over the place because nobody wants to hear the same story for me every day. So if authors are all over the place in different topics, it's great for me. Um, and like, I, I, like authors, you have a point of view, you have an expertise. There's a reason why you're writing this book. And mm -hmm. there's always something going on in the news that you could say, hey, I should have been used for this. Or you're watching TV and I was better than that expert. I should have been doing this. So those are great examples of where you fit in. And like everybody has an expertise, whether like suppose you're a stylist, right? And you work with celebrity, celebrity people. You write a book on how everyday people can wear the clothes. So I had an author that did that. And we got her so much press because we did what to pack for traveling, what to do for this. what, And we with all the things going on in that time frame of like, Christmas time, you know, like, how do you pack to travel? How do you, and like, those were the things that we're pitching and they work. So there's the other thing about TV is like, they want, we call it news. You can use what people at home can learn from. So what are tips and tricks you can te teach people? What are news that people at home, regular people that are not experts like you can learn from? So <laughs> those are also little things that work for TV and what make experts work. Yeah. Oh, I love that news you can use. Yep. Everybody has something. Obviously, whether you write a book or not, we all have something you can share with somebody personally to help them personally or professionally. I mean, every single one of us, half, half the time we're just doing it with a friend over lunch or what have you. But, uh, you know, that's where we help people to see what the book is like. You have so much to share. You just take it for granted that you know this. Oh, and also the other thing I say to people, it's you got to dumb it down. People at home are not experts. Dumb it down. Keep it simple. Give them tips and tricks that they can use. Okay. I love this. So yeah. here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there's, um, and maybe every every community or area would have um, the same kind of thing. Is that those pay-to-play type of PR yeah. communities? Are those? I don't do those at all. So okay. I'm a true journalist. I believe in real journalism and having a big sponsor thing is pasted on your on your. Thing doesn't look real to me. Um, it looks paid for. I don't think it gives the same social proof. Um, but all the stuff I do is all real. It's all earned media. I believe in earned media um, and it's true journalism. Like if somebody picks you, it's because they want to use you as the expert or they liked what you had to say. Um, and there's no better social proof than having an ABC logo or an NBC logo next to you um, in this video, whether it's on set or via Zoom, which thanks to COVID, we can do local segments all over. Um, it, it really opens up the thing, the, the 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 forum of being able to do things multiple places and not even having to leave your home. 
Wow. That is so, it's so powerful. And, you know, when I think about media, TV does seem hard. It seems hard to get on, you know, you can get in media for newspapers and things like that. I've done some of that here locally, but uh, TV does seem a little bit harder. And so that, so, but that's your world. That's your, that's your expertise. I will say most publicists do not know how to do TV. And that's kind of why I niched down and how I figured out, oh my God, this is my superpower because I completely understand it. And um, I know how it all works. And I, 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 it's a niche that most people don't. Um, none of the names match what, who you're supposed to be pitching or what you're supposed to be doing. And like I said, like people don't know, dumb it down, give them tips that, that people at home can use and all those things. So, yeah. I love, okay, I have to ask because a little, not starstruck, but I'm always fascinated by, by people like Oprah and Gail. What was it like working with Gail? I have to say, Gail is one of the best humans I've ever met, I've ever worked with. She is truly, um, she reads every single person's book. She listens to every single person's CD. She will come in quoting to your guests their work because she thinks if you spent, you're giving me the time to come on my show, I needed to do the work to make sure I know your work and you know it. Um, but behind the scenes, she is the most amazing human. And it, it's an honor and a pleasure to have worked with her and know her. And um, yeah, she's she's even better like behind the scenes. She's just a great human. Oh my gosh. I love hearing that because, you know, you, you there there are plenty of people you may not be able to say that about. Um, <laughs> but authenticity. Yeah. I worked with uh, Zig Ziglar early in my career and he was the same kind of person where just he was better behind closed doors even than you know, he's just such a great human being. And and so uh, I sense that about her. So that's really. And when you think Gail can't outdo herself on like nice things and she does it for everybody. It's not anyone that works on the show. She like, she does such kind things. And it's like, you just, there's no one like her. There's no one like her in the business that does their homework and, and, and actually treats the people that work with her like just so amazing. Mm, so. so cool. So cool. So how about, obviously, I, you know, for anybody interested in, in learning more about what you do, it's 10XPR, uh, T-E-N-X-P-R.com, right? But can you give us maybe, I don't know, a couple tips for somebody listening who maybe they've never considered publicity PR, they've never even thought that they have the opportunity to get on TV. Wait, what are some things that maybe they should be doing now to prepare themselves so when they do reach out to you that you know they can hit the ground running if you're interested in doing tv and you don't feel confident there's you can take uh classes on how to present yourself on tv um you can also like practice find three news stories that you think you would work for and try and write four to six talking points um i actually had a master class that i was teaching um about just that. I mean, it's like, it's like a boot camp, like how to prepare yourself. And it's like knowing how to talk in sound bites, knowing how to be able to listen to an anchor when they're talking to you. Um, and like, listen, four minutes go super fast when you're on TV. It sounds like a long time, but like it is one, two, three. So you need to know those four points or four to six points you want to get out there. And then also if it's a topic that there could be a, a bad question in there that you're scared that you're going to answer. You better have that canned answer ready that you're able to deflect and keep it moving and not be rattled when that happens. So you need to prepare for any of the unexpected and prepare for the ones that you you know you know. Um, 
Talking on sound bites is really important. Um, how to give that meaty answer without taking 10 minutes to get there, you know? I want to talk about sound bites for a second because I found I, not everybody knows what a sound bite is, actually. I, I was doing a podcast for somebody and they had asked me to do a, a recording on like how to do sound bites. And I thought, well, who am I to do that? But it's just kind of a natural thing. You either you do it or you don't. What is a sound bite? And how can somebody learn how to do it who has no idea? So like I said, if you write your tips down that are four to six answers, how do you answer that in one to two sentences? One to that's two what a, yeah, that's what a soundbite is. You don't want to talk more than that because then it's, it, it, it drags it on. So how do you get your point across in one to two sentences? And what is like, like, it's like the bang for your buck, what you're trying to get out there. So, and you yeah. are, if you weren't, I'd be surprised, but clearly a pro at it <laughs> because- <laughs> I've been able I've been able to ask you so many questions on the show. And those of you listening who want to be a guest on podcasts really take this to heart because I know I've interviewed a lot of people, as I'm sure you have as well, that one question, they may talk for 10 minutes. Yeah. That's not a good interview. A good interview is, you know, answer their question, but then move on. Let the host do their yeah. job and ask you questions. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, um, about TV, like just thinking about like sound bites, like never plug your own material. The host will do that for you. And if you do that, they might not invite you back. Like if you're plugging your website or, oh, make sure you buy my book. They don't want that. They want it to be a real expert interview. Their job is to plug your stuff. We've handed over the material to show your book cover. Let them do their job. You answer the questions as a guest. And like yeah. you said, you are there to provide news that people can use, right? So get to the point. It isn't, um, it isn't just about promotion. hundred percent. And listen, if you stand there and plug everything, A, the interview is not usable for your next, where you need that link to show that you know what you're doing. And B, you'll probably never get invited back if you're sitting making a commercial versus <laughs> doing the job. <laughs> okay. I loved this podcast. Seriously. Thank you so much for all your knowledge, your wisdom. I mean, I feel, I mean, I've taken notes, so I'm hoping everybody else did as well, but th this is priceless because everybody wants to be in the media. Nobody really knows how to do it. And so what you've shared is just um, a lot of great meat here. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and be a part of this. So thank you for inviting me. You bet. All right, everyone, that is it for the show, but take note of what we were talking about. I mean, if you really want to be in the media, first of all, it starts with confidence, right? And if you don't have that right now, then go out and find it. Find somebody to help you build that confidence because what you portray on the screen is super important for not only for the, the media outlet, but also for your own personal brand. And then, you know, as Samantha said, break it down to four to six talking points, one to two sentences uh, max. Those are the sound bites. Keep it rolling, keep it quick, keep it meaningful, and always, always, always focus on the audience and giving them news that they can use rather than you're not there just for self-promotion. So. Hope everyone took something great out of today's show and we will see you next time on the Power of Authority Spotlight. Bye everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. 
Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.